Hi, and welcome to the podcast. It's me, Troy Francis. It is the 4th of January, 2019, and this is the first podcast that I am recording of 2019. So welcome. I hope you had an amazing Christmas and New Year. I hope that you got everything you wanted in Santa's sack and that you didn't get too tipsy the other night on New Year's Eve and that you have had a generally amazing time. So what I wanted to talk about today is a subject that comes up quite a lot on Twitter and so on and it is intimacy and the Playboy lifestyle. Excuse me. Uh, So yeah, we'll talk a bit about intimacy today. But first, a couple of parish notices, as they say, what's going on in the wonderful world of Troy Francis. Well, I've trailed some of this stuff already on video and on an article that I did on my blog. But basically, there's a couple of new things that I've got coming up in 2019, which I'm really excited about. So the first one of those is I'm going to be doing a monthly subscription, I guess you could call it a newsletter, but it's more like uh, a mini book, if you like, that's going to come out every month called um, The Renegade Playboy, uh, sorry, Renegade Playboy Confidential. And it's going to have really a lot of the too hot to handle, too hot to publish on social media kind of stories, details, techniques and stuff as far as all the game and the dating um, stuff is concerned. So I wanted to have a forum on which I could really publish unbridled activity, if you like, where I could be completely um, open with, about stuff that's happening, all the crazy adventures, all of the you know nutty stuff, the the travels, everything else, all the really behind the scenes type stuff that I can't necessarily put onto my blog or onto Twitter or onto YouTube or whatever because it could potentially get me into trouble. So I'm going to be starting that from the end of January. There's going to be 12 editions of that initially. Pricing is still being determined, but it will be a subscription model, so you'll be able to sign up for a period of time and, uh, you know, take advantage of a bit of a discount. And, you know, there'll be various different tiers of that and all the rest of it. It will probably also come along with either a video or an audio file as well, where I talk through the material, I talk about some of the challenges that perhaps I faced, and I talk about the techniques that I use, the specific game dating techniques that were employed uh, in the the stories that I'm telling. So I hope that that sounds of interest to you. I think it's a really exciting project. I don't know that anyone's done anything quite like this before. So I'm really, uh, as I say, excited to be pushing forwards with that. So that is one thing. The second thing is that I will be building a new digital course in the first quarter of the year. So I'm going to start the planning imminently, really, on that and putting it together this quarter. So provisionally, 
to come out in April, but I don't have a definite date on it as yet, or rather maybe the end of March. Um, and that is going to be basically aimed at older guys who want to continue in the dating marketplace. So provisionally, we can put the title of Still in the Game on it, because that was the title of my book on the same subject which came out last year, and that was one of my best-received books. It was certainly one of my best-selling books last year. So I know that there's a lot of you out there who are, say, 40-plus, but even I'm not necessarily entirely limiting it to 40-plus because I think a lot of this stuff, to be honest, for guys in their 30s, it's relevant. Um, but certainly anywhere upwards of that. Now, it could be that you've been a lifelong bachelor, you've never been married, and you just kind of want to carry on with that, so you want tips and techniques for how to do that, and that's fine. Alternatively, and this is obviously a growing market, unfortunately, it might be that you were in a long-term relationship or a marriage, and you got divorced, so that came to an end, and so you now are back in the market, and you want to know what to do. You want to know how it all works, how it fits together, how you can create an optimized dating life for yourself. So I'm going to be creating a video course uh, to teach those things, looking to include some infield footage within that as well, along with some interviews and different bits and bobs. And it's going to be the most comprehensive course of its kind for guys looking to continue in the dating marketplace as they get a little bit more mature, let's say. So, we've also got that to look forward to. And beyond that, it's going to be business as usual. I'm going to be putting out my writing on my website. I've got my daily email, which you must sign up for if you haven't already. And I'm doing around, well, I'm aiming to do two videos a week on YouTube this year as well, which I've been doing for the last few weeks. It's been going pretty well. My numbers on YouTube are very, very small. I have a very tiny bespoke channel on YouTube. It's got about 300 people following at the moment. However, I'm looking to grow that aggressively this year, which is why this podcast is appearing on YouTube uh, as well as the two videos. So you get three uploads a week on average, and yeah, let's see how that goes, but I do think video is important. Just from my own personal point of view, I want to get better on video. Now, people always say, you know, you need to sort out your, uh, you know, your filmography, your lighting, all of those kind of things. Yes, I know, I'm fully aware of that. This is not slick. This is not fantastic Tom Torero style. Uh, you know, multiple cut videos or anything like that yet, but let's see how we go. Production side, I know there needs to be improvements, um, but as with anything, my main focus at the moment is just getting content up. I'd rather get content up and have the quality not be so great rather than not get content up, because I think ultimately the content is what's important. But yeah, you know, we'll be improving the look of the videos, maybe adding some graphics, maybe doing some more fancy cuts and edits and things like that, but that's all for the future. In the meantime, it's about getting the content out there and building up um, that audience on YouTube and, you know, putting out what I hope is, is valuable content just in a different form, because let's face it, not everyone wants to read, not everyone necessarily, you know, 
has the time for that or the inclination. Not everyone's on Twitter, so it's another route to get the message of the renegade playboy out there. Anyway, all of that out of the way, let's talk a bit about intimacy. So, I, I kind of have a bit of a problem with the word intimacy anyway. It's because, uh, I don't know, it sort of it implies something that I'm not sure really exists. And that sounds very nihilistic, and I don't mean it to be. Basically, if you're lying next to somebody on a bed and you're holding them in your arms, then that, or something akin to that, is described as intimacy. And we imagine ourselves almost being one person in one body because we come together and we in these intimate settings. However, and I can't get around this in my, in my own head, so if anybody has you know, an adequate answer to this, then let me know. It seems obvious to me that we are still stuck in our own heads. We're still, um, we're still sealed. We're still sealed units. Each human being is completely different and you can never entirely penetrate another human being. Um, you know, you might penetrate them physically. You might be very, very close to them. You might talk to them a lot, but you still can't actually inhabit the same consciousness as that other human being. And those, and so therefore, intimacy always seems to me to be necessarily limited. It can't be complete. It can be an aspiration to, to be as close with somebody as you can be, but it can never be complete. And so when people say, you know, they're searching for intimacy, it feels to me rather like they're searching for a dream. They're searching for something which can never completely exist in reality. It's it's just not realistic. And actually, more often than not, what happens is that people actually live quite separate lives in a way. You know, they may be together and they may be together for a long time, but they're still in their own heads. They're not they're not merged, you know, and they never will be merged. And so this idea that you can be fully merged, fully intimate with another person is illusory. However, as I said, of course, that sounds very nihilistic and I don't mean it to be. I just think that's the reality of it. I think we live, al I think we're born alone and I think we die alone. And even if you've got somebody sitting by the bed next to you, in the end, you will die alone because you are in your own consciousness and nobody else's and nobody else can get into your consciousness. And so on that cheery note, welcome to the show. Um, no, I know that all sounds a bit, a bit nihilistic and look, let me, let me track back a little bit and, um, try to put that into a context for normal living, which maybe is more useful. So can you be close with people? Yes, of course you can. Does the, in inverted commas, playboy crave intimacy, crave closeness with other, with other people? Yes, he does. Does he get it? Does he enjoy it with other people? Or is his life just a nihilistic um, merry-go-round of one body after another body with, no, with zero intimacy and zero connection between human beings? No. Well, maybe it's like that, but that's certainly not my experience. And it's not the experience of other people that I know, other guys that I know who are maybe a bit older and who are not in a settled monogamous relationship, but they're dating different people. All of the guys that I know who are doing that are enjoying intimacy in one way or another. And of course, the, the big dirty secret of the, the community, if you like, of the, the PUA uh, you know, game community is that a lot of guys actually have girlfriends. A lot of guys behind the scenes have a, a main girl and they're dating her and they may be teaching students and things, but actually they're 
in a semi-monogamous setup, or they're in a sort of a an open-ish relationship with the girl where they might be sleeping with other people as well, but you know, they, they do have a main girl. So what you will find, and this has certainly been my experience and talking to other guys who work and operate in this field, um, the the craving to pair bond, as uh, it's referred to in the game and the mystery method, it's probably actually a, a biological phrase that's older than that, but the 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 desire to pair bond is is very inherent in human beings. There's no doubt about that. And look, I mean, you know, we're we're all humans. We all crave connection, connectedness with one another. We all crave those special moments. And I'm completely like that. I mean, I'm in in many ways, I am the ultimate ultimate romantic. Now, it doesn't come across like that on Twitter and so on because I'm saying things like, "Oh, monogamy is not, you know, is is unworkable and." Men and women can never be happy together long term and all of this kind of stuff. And that sounds terribly unromantic and terribly nihilistic, but I think I would cast myself more as a disappointed romantic, if you like. I would love it if Disney were true. I would love it if you could meet somebody when you're 19, you could get married to them, you could have beautiful children, and you could still be blissfully in love until you die when you are in your late 60s or 70s. I I would absolutely love that. And if that were how things actually were, then I would have signed up for marriage a long time ago. Because who wouldn't want that? You know, who wouldn't want... The problem that we have is that the way long-term relationships are pitched to us is different to the reality. It's a bit like Brexit, isn't it? You know, they promise one thing, and then the reality of what happens is something different. So you have to then decide, well, do I want to go forward with this or not? As I say, if marriage and relationships were as they were pitched, as being this kind of amazing, blissful bond that goes on for a lifetime, then I'd sign up for that because who wouldn't? You know, it sounds great. However, we know the reality to be different in a great many cases. Now, I'm not saying all cases. I'm not making a claim that it can never, ever work under any circumstances. But it's certainly difficult. It's certainly problematic. And I think it's true, whichever way you cut it, that uh, social changes, tech changes since the 1960s have made things more difficult. You know, we've had the, uh, you know, I mean, basically... The sexual marketplace has been deregulated through, I suppose, birth control initially, the birth control pill, uh, then fast forwarding to apps, Tinder, Bumble, you know, whatever else, Um, the internet itself, social media, Instagram, all of these things have just blown apart the sexual marketplace. They've deregulated the social marketplace to a point now where there's a kind of an anarchy going on, really, in a way. There's, or certainly, there is no imperative for people to behave in a certain way in regard to a relationship. You know, we are very much in this space now where relationship not working out, fuck it, just go and get another one, you know. Now, I'm not saying that that's a good thing. <laughs> and, and I mean, if you look at it from the point of view of society, uh, which people love to do, then is that a good thing? Well, no, clearly it's not. But it is a thing. It is the thing. That is what is happening. So either we accept that 
or we try to change it. Now, a lot of people will try to change it. A lot of people online will say, well, no, this is, this is, this is unacceptable. This is terrible. All of these sluts going around having sex with people and these thoughts, you know, ruining Western civilization. And yeah, you know, I, I understand what they're saying, but <laughs> the pragmatist in me just says, yeah, but you're not going to put the cork back in the bottle of years and years of, um, you know, changes. You're, you, you know, we're not going to uninvent uh, Instagram. We're not going to uninvent Tinder. We're not going to, um, y- you know, it's, it's going to be very, very difficult, if not impossible, to uh, turn the tide of social history and uh, turn back the clock on the way that gender relations are now. So in a way, aren't you better off just enjoying things as they are to the best of your ability? Now, particularly because the reality of the situation is when you're a guy, what guys don't really want is monogamy. What guys generally, in my view and in the view of my observations, both of myself, but more importantly of other people, other men, what men seem to want is is basically promiscuity with a main girl on the side. Now, understandably, that's not necessarily very popular with, with women all the time, but that seems to be what men want. Men like the idea of monogamy in, in, in a sense, but in reality, if they got the chance to shag the babysitter and nobody was ever going to find out, would they shag the babysitter? Yes, of course they would. So... There's a sort of a male double standard, really, about what we actually what we actually want. And there's a lot of hand wringing online about um, female sexual nature. There's a lot of hand wringing about you know hypergamy and the fact that women want to trade up and get hotter guys, more alpha guys, and and so on. Um, and that is a thing, without a doubt. I'm not denying that, but. What's perhaps more important, what perhaps men should bear in mind more, is what they actually want, which is not really monogamy anyway. So why are you complaining about a woman's hypergamy when probably really you shouldn't have signed up for a monogamous relationship anyway because it wasn't what you really wanted? What you really wanted was to screw around for as long as possible and probably have uh, a girl on the side to give you emotional sustenance or whatever. So anyway... That's a little bit of a rant about the sexual marketplace and, you know, the manosphere and what people say about it. But to go back to this topic of intimacy and the player lifestyle and to, to bring it round to myself specifically, you know, do I enjoy intimacy? Well, yes, I do. I very much enjoy intimacy. I'm a massive, massive, big softy. So I will spend, you know, for example... New Year's Day, I spent a day with uh, the girl that I'm, I'm with, I'm seeing, and we spent most of the day in bed, you know, watching uh, trashy reality TV shows together. We went out for a bite to eat in the afternoon, then we came back, <laughs> and we got back into bed, and we watched more trashy reality TV shows, and we cuddled and all of that kind of stuff, and it was great, it was awesome. Um... And it was one of the best days that I've had recently, I think. Just an entire day, not doing very much, not doing any work, cuddling up with somebody, watching some crap on on the internet. And yeah, I mean, great. Eating nice food. I mean, what more than that could you possibly want? Rewinding back from that a little bit, I was with some, you know, somebody else for for a bit. And um, and again, 
you know, it's it becomes less about the sex, doesn't it? Really, it's less about the sex, and it's more about the the affection. It's more about the you know what the intimacy, what people would call intimacy. You know, so I was with somebody for a while, and um, she would come over. And again, we would watch crappy reality TV together. We'd sit, we'd stay in bed for hours. We'd just eat, you know, eat, eat crappy foods, um, chocolates, M and M's, um, drink Diet Coke, and yeah, you know, great, amazing. I, you know, I, I think for myself, and I know this to be the case with with other guys who have worked as dating coaches or been players or whatever you want to call it. The, as I say, the intimacy or that affection becomes more important than the sex. And Tom Torero calls it affection addiction. That's the thing that guys can really get hooked on. Yes, sex is great. Yes, we all want sex with attractive girls. Uh, and we are programmed to go and seek that out. But we also absolutely love affection. And that's the thing really that pulls us back to a woman. And that's why... It's not always the most beautiful, the hottest girl who becomes the girlfriend. It's it's the one that we feel most comfortable with. It's the one that we want to spend that intimate time with. So, Troy, you are probably saying, if that's the case, then why aren't you why, why aren't you married? Why haven't you just got married and settled down? Because clearly you enjoy that side of it. So why, therefore, does it not make sense to, to to just lock that down and have that all the time? Because, as I've said before, there is a problem, and that is that long-term monogamy is very, very difficult. Long-term monogamy, is, it's, very, it's a very, very different proposition to spending an after, a day in bed with a girl and watch TV and cuddle and, and kiss and have a lovely time than to spend 40 years with a with a woman. You know, those two things are very, very different propositions because the first one is nice and it pumps your oxytocin levels and it feels lovely and great. And the other one means major, major compromise over a lifetime. So the difficulty that we have or the challenge that we have is to is to find a way you know, between the, those two those two states, if you like. Now, Black Dragon calls this new relationship energy when you first get together with somebody and it feels great, the sex is good, and you are, you know, you're enjoying that lovely intimacy with them. But as I say, unfortunately, that doesn't last for a lifetime. It Certainly, we know that sex tends to fall off after a period of time. It could be a year, it could be three years, it could be six months, but you know, let's say let's say three years as an average. The sex starts to become more mundane, more workaday. Now, that doesn't mean the intimacy goes away. And the pro-marriage people are correct to say that. You know, this is when actually the intimacy becomes more important than the sex. You know, the sex has become a secondary thing. And I've got no problem with that in, 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 in abstract. I, I mean, uh, you know, yes, human connection is not only sexual. And uh, it would be false to claim that sexual connection is, is the most important form of human closeness, because clearly that's not true. However, 
once in a romantic relationship, once the sex starts to 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 sort of dwindle in importance, then you're faced with a challenge, which is does this person actually like me enough to be in this for the long term? Because the sex is a very strong glue for both men and women. And once it goes a bit, then you, you, you start to think, okay, so so is the glue of the the remaining relationship sufficient to keep us together through the stormy nights and days, as it were? Um, sometimes it might be, often it may not be. And what tends to happen is that as the sex starts to go, then the intimacy starts to erode a bit as well. Because for both men and women, we are intimate with people that we are sexually active with. And if the sex is less than it was, then even on a subconscious level, we start to think, well, hang on a minute, am I actually really intimate with this person? Or is this just like a flatmate? Is this just like a roommate who's staying with me who I can't get rid of, you know? (laughs) Um, And that is the problem. Now, People will say, well, yes, that is the problem, Troy. However, you've just got to work at it. You've just got to put the work in and be a strong alpha male. And, you know, marriage is is great, but it takes a lot of work. Well, yeah, okay, fine. But what if I don't want to do a lot of work? What if I'm actually quite lazy? (laughs) What if... All right, let me put it another way. What if... I appreciate that a lot of work needs to be put in in order to maintain a long-term monogamous relationship. However, I would rather expend that energy instead of doing that work on doing something else which I would consider even more productive, which is my writing. So what then? (laughs) You know, um, because all of us are, you know, we're finite. We have finite reserves in terms of our energy, our attention, our focus, our enthusiasm, and so on. And what if you weigh out the pros and cons and you say, okay, I, I can see how potentially a relationship may work out. But you know what? I, I kind of quite like the bit at the beginning. I quite like the NRE, new relationship energy bit at the beginning. I am less sold on trying to make something work over 40 or 50 years when the odds are stacked against it. And in fact, having weighed up all of the the benefits and the the negatives, I think I'll I'll steer clear of that if you don't mind, and I will use the the energy that I save doing something that you know could potentially I would argue is more important. Now nobody can argue with my choice to do that if that is my choice because you know I'm an independent human being, but people will disagree with that. But I, I mean, think about it yourself. What do you think makes more sense? Do you think it makes more sense to say, okay? I'm going to try to maintain this illusion of intimacy over 40 or 50 years with somebody who may or may not even like me by the end of it. Or I'm going to steer clear. Instead, I'm going to opt for many relationships that are perhaps short in duration, but they are intense and meaningful in their own right. And I'm going to use the energy I've conserved for my own projects. Now, to me, that seems to make some sense. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, Because many relationships themselves are problematic, you know, you get attached to people, you don't necessarily want to break up with them. Um, But if there's a choice between 
stifling domesticity on the one hand and freedom on the other, then what is the independent man going to choose? Well, the only logical choice is for uh, independence and freedom. So therefore, he's going to have to pay for that in some way. And he pays for that sometimes through loneliness, sometimes through missing people, uh, you know, sometimes through that lack of feeling warm at night, having somebody cuddling him. Well, you know, okay, boo-hoo. I mean, are we meant to be men or are we are we not, you know? Um, if loneliness, if a lack of intimacy is ultimately the price we pay for freedom, then is that a price worth paying? Well, I would say it probably is. But I would also say that the the playboy's life need not be bereft of intimacy because actually he can share that intimacy it's just that he's not putting too much weight on it he's not expecting it to last for a lifetime so the monogamous guy will say okay well i really enjoy watching videos with my girl this is great so let's let's put a legal document up against it and maintain it for 50 years and um put all kinds of financial burdens on it and so on the playboy says, I like intimacy, I enjoy spending time with women, I love their company. However, I'm pragmatic enough to know that long term, it's probably not workable, or at least it's probably not workable without me making serious concessions to the kind of life that I want to have. So as such, I'm going to forego it, but I'm going to do that in the most open, transparent and honest way that I can so as not to hurt anybody. That to me seems to make a lot of sense and it's the direction that I have certainly gone in for most of my adult life. You may disagree, I respect that. Um, let me know in the comments or drop me an email. Anyway, I hope that clears up a little bit about my position on intimacy. I, I'm not anti-intimacy, I love intimacy as far as it goes. Um, I don't think you can ever experience complete intimacy with another human being anyway. I think that's an illusion. But you can certainly have closeness, and that can be lovely. But whether you can have that same sort of closeness over a lifetime, I think, is less assured. And I think we see that in the divorce rates and the rates of infidelity, which are no secret to anybody. So I will leave it there for now. Do let me know what you think of the show do give me a comment uh, beneath this. Do subscribe on YouTube to the channel because we're going to be putting out a lot more content on here over the course of the year. And just a reminder as well, uh, this week, Christian McQueen has his course advertising course um, open. It's an amazing course that will teach you how to build an online business around providing courses, providing your expertise through teaching at scale and you know making up to seven figures in the process it's a fantastic course it closes today is the 4th of january it closes on sunday which is the 6th so you've got a couple of days left to jump on it i will put the link to that in the show notes so do investigate that and think very seriously about enrolling if you are serious about changing your life in 2019 and being a free independent agent so that's it for this week. Happy New Year again. Give me a shout on any thoughts and questions and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.